When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The priest finally arrived at the most critical moment, when we were beginning to lose our grip on reality, when the tightness in our chest seemed to start choking us from the inside. When he entered and we welcomed him, we felt something very strange, like his aura. His energy was a gust of fresh air into the hell we were living in the house, as if he carried with him pure positive energy. That's what I felt anyway. But later in the kitchen, my brother asked me, Did you feel it too? I asked what he meant. It was clear to me, he said. Grandma came here with the priest. The priest spoke with all of us for a bit, including my godmother and my brother's friend. Then we gathered in the living room to decide our next steps. Forgive me, but whatever we do must happen tonight, he said. I'm certain I'm not interrupting your sleep. If this is what I suspect, I doubt you'd be sleeping anyway. We all nodded in agreement. We knew he was right. We sat around the sofas, except Fernando, who leaned against the half wall, separating the living room from the kitchen. I noticed... He kept glancing back towards the window overlooking the backyard. My brother noticed too, and asked if everything was okay. Did anyone come with you, father? Fernando asked. There's a lady peering in out there. Right as he said that, we heard a loud shuffle outside as if a flock of birds suddenly scattered from a tree. We rushed to double-check the locks on the doors and windows though the priest threw open the front door, running out to find whoever or whatever caused that noise. But there was nothing there. We caught up to him across the yard and could hear women's laughter echoing in the distance. We needed to recover the crucifix, but someone had to remain at the house. This lurking about was no coincidence. Who is it, father? What's happening? My mom pleaded, but the priest seemed reluctant to disclose more than necessary. Perhaps realizing we were not the faithful he was accustomed to dealing with and would require further detail to cooperate, he explained the scene. Those women encircling, peering in, trying to get inside, reminded him of the young man from the next village whose family had sought out my grandmother's aid when this all began when something got into his sister. I'm not saying the same thing will happen here, but there are things, things out there I can't even comprehend. I don't want to endanger you any further. Do you understand? We silently nodded, 
My mom and him prepared to head out, while my brother and Fernando insisted on accompanying them. But the priest urged their strength was needed in the house to remain praying over us, even if unbelievers. Pray, as hard as possible, he said. My poor godmother's eyes reflected a growing terror, but I knew she didn't regret trying to keep us safe. Noticing her distress, the priest whispered something privately to my mom, who then asked if she'd join them on the errand. Half an hour later, they finally left to recover the artifact. Meanwhile, Fernando, my brother and I hunkered down for a long night ahead. As soon as they drove off, someone knocked loudly on the front door. We cautiously went to check and found the neighbor from earlier, the one who had spoken to my mom at the door. She said she had noticed somewhat activity and wanted to check in with my mom but saw her speed away in the car looking very upset. I tried to politely assure all was well. As we spoke, the neighbor kept glancing behind us, towards the second floor or maybe the roof. She hesitated a moment before asking if we could keep an eye on her dog. My brother tried brushing it off as unnecessary, but Fernando eagerly welcomed the elderly hound inside. The neighbor thanked us with a tense smile before rushing off. The dog immediately stationed himself at the base of the stairs, intently gazing upwards. Well, we've got the downstairs covered, Fernando joked. Nothing was getting past that guard dog. No sooner had he uttered that when a door creaked open somewhere above us, causing the dog to leap back several paces though he remained at guard, clearly unnerved by something. Meanwhile, my mom, godmother, and the priest silently continued out of the deserted city, taking the highway towards that wooded stretch. My mom slowed searching for the exact area she had stopped at previously. So, father began my godmother. We're going to get that grenade like you called it. To have it back in their home. No, ma'am. We seek that crucifix, which is as dangerous as a grenade, because it may be our only help now, replied the priest. My mom pulled off past some roadside food stalls, looking ominous in the surrounding woods darkness. Yes. It's around here somewhere. Just ahead, I believe. They drove on a bit more, struggling to recognize the changed night landscape until they arrived. The priest requested my godmother remain in the idling car, ready to swiftly depart once they retrieved the item, warning her not to open the door for anyone during their brief absence. Oh, Father, out here in the dead of night, who would possibly come speaking to me in these woods? The priest simply met her eyes and she understood, locking the doors. My mom clicked on her flashlight beginning down the pitch black trail, the priest close behind. In the house, the dog remained like a statue fixed in front of the stairs. We prepared very strong coffee. We didn't dare turn on the radio, the television, or anything. 
we were prepared to run away or defend ourselves against whatever was about to happen. Someone knocked on the door and the dog let out a shriek. It went straight into Fernando's arms. Even though we were expecting it, it took us so by surprise that we got up and turned in every direction. We didn't even know which of the two doors it had come from. When they knocked a second time, we noticed. They were knocking from inside that bedroom in front of the stairs. The one with a piece of furniture blocking the door. The one no one had entered in a long time. Fernando began laughing nervously. He kept repeating that there must be someone there. That someone must have gotten in and he walked. As if to move the furniture and check. But we stopped him between the two of us. There's no one there. I swear it. There's no one. My brother told him. Leave the furniture. Please. Someone turned the doorknob. And opened the door. The only thing stopping it was the furniture. When Fernando saw this, he pushed to stop it and asked us to help him. Yes. In a second, he had changed his mind. It was clear that there was something inside. Something that under no circumstances could we allow to come out. The dog ran behind us and bounded up the stairs to the second floor, where it was barking very aggressively at something. There was also something up there. My mom and the priest advanced through the woods. It was absolutely dark. They couldn't see anything beyond what they could illuminate with their flashlights. They felt they would trip with every step. Wait, wait. The father said to my mom. Turn off your lamp. They both turned off their lights and remained silent. In the distance. In the distance, they heard footsteps. The priest whispered for them to maintain absolute silence, not to breathe. And at that point, my mom's eyes were able to adapt to the darkness. She says that a few meters away, just a few meters away, she was able to see a woman with long white hair passing by, walking in the same direction they were headed. They waited a minute after she had gone by to whisper and decide what to do. She's here for the same reason, the priest told her. She must already know where it is. No, father. We're nearly there. We have to hurry. It's under... No, he interrupted her. Don't say where it is. Just point when we get there. They kept moving forward. The priest turned on his flashlight, but covered it with his hand. He wanted to illuminate as little as possible reduce the chances that they would be seen or that anyone would know which way they were headed. A gunshot rang out in the distance, deep in the woods. Back at the house, the three of us braved the upstairs when the dog suddenly fell silent. Frozen, staring intently at my mom's bedroom, the door inexplicably ajar, a dim glow seeping out. 
commanded a woman's voice, an elder's voice. My brother squeezed my hand reflexively in our frozen shock, but the dog no longer barked. And then that signature scent wafted up to us, the heavy perfume of grandmother's garden, of damp soil and flowers. Fernando started towards his phone he left charging downstairs but halted midway gagging on a rotten stench permeating the first floor. We retreated, locking ourselves with the calm pup in Mom's room, determined to wait out the remaining hour till sunrise, till we were safely bathed in light. In the woods, my mom and the priest were startled by a gunshot sounding somewhere ahead, so they quickened their pace towards its origin. Flickering flashlight beams slicing the trees caught their attention. They were not alone. Voices and heavy footfalls rapidly advanced towards them, forcing them to announce themselves from a distance lest the strangers open fire. The priest called out, greeting them with a wave of his flashlight. Three ranchers emerged, asking what business they had trespassing on private land. Taking note of the priest and woman, the men softened their tone. My mom hastily explained they were searching for a lost personal item of sentimental value. An unlikely story, stumbling about in darkness well past midnight, but the ranchers chose to feign acceptance of the far-fetched explanation. Can we assist your search? Yes. It's near a large burnt tree struck by lightning, I believe. My mother had said the location aloud, and immediately the priest knew their already limited time was now drastically diminished. The ranchers exchanged glances, pointing them just ahead, promising to await them by the deserted road. This is it, yes? asked the priest, after they walked further. My mom peered anxiously, following the sweep of his light, settling upon the scorched, gnarled trunk. Yes, father. Please help dig. Both dropped to their knees, feverishly clawing through the damp soil. My mom unearthed something solid and was horrified realizing what it was. A porcelain leg. She knew precisely the puppet it belonged to. The priest swung his flashlight towards her, alarmed by her shriek. Half buried, a lone bell glistened back at them. Down below we heard a loud thud, followed by frenzied barking. The disembodied elder's voice still echoing through Mom's bedroom. I'm not certain if any of us heard it distinctly but we felt the command reverberating through us. We heard the downstairs door creak open. My brother edged towards the landing, catching sight of something deeply unsettling, something that only truly sunk in. Once mom recounted her parallel encounter, he swears he witnessed something roughly human-sized. Dressed as his old Harlequin toy emerge, 
hopping on one leg before the silhouette scurried out the front door, the bells around its neck jingling after it into the early dawn. The priest recovered the crucifix, but more noises filtered towards them among the trees, indicative of others rapidly advancing through the brush. The young ranch hand, who had lingered, burst onto the scene, urging them to hurry. His uncles already with their car awaiting them roadside. I'll keep an eye on these, he said, staring grimly past them into the void. An aged shotgun at the ready. Clutching the crucifix tight, the priest commenced solemnly. In nomine di Patris, et Filii, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. My mom said it was as though a curtain fell around them, abruptly muffling the oppressive cold bearing down moments before. All will be well, son, reassured the priest as they moved towards the road, suggesting my family vacate the property a while so he could cleanse the home properly to ensure their ongoing safety. I must determine what resides within those walls and permit you live in relative peace hereafter, he told my mother. Relative? Father? She asked warily. It is no easy task, ma'am. Regretfully, this stain never comes out completely. But done right, they should cease tormenting you even if, to be frank, much of what arrived will remain, imperceptible yet still present. They returned to the idle car, finding my godmother beside herself, recounting shadowy women watching her just moments prior from the surrounding brush, but scattering upon the kind men's approach. Back home, the new day was dawning. I felt I hadn't slept in days. The priest placed the crucifix in a box he had carried. I did not wish to view it. We all passed out briefly in the living room before rousing to my godmother and the priest cooking breakfast. My brother and Fernando returned the neighbor's dog. We're leaving for a few weeks, my mom explained. Though my godmother extended her home, my mother thought it safer if we put a greater distance between us and the city for the interim. As we packed our bags, the priest and my mom made a trip across town to visit the mother superior of a convent. The priest explained the object was a family heirloom that may one day require retrieval by us or others. I must warn it bears a precarious power, mother. We shall bear it solemnly then, father, awaiting your return. Not that we have sought its retrieval, nor do we plan to. We know not what reactions it may have elicited there. What we do know and regret is that while we enjoyed some peaceful years, following the priest's painstaking work on our home, the hauntings inevitably resumed over time. We know what transpired at my brother's ex-girlfriend's home causing her family to cut all communication. We know what visits and interventions the priest has made to the church in Fernando's hometown. We have witnessed what was awakened. Things that still cling to my godmother's home today. Echoes reverberating from those chilling chants. From Father Lucas's cursed crucifix.